Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Illinois, after six days off, gets the big win over Michigan State as they improve to 3-in-1 in the Big Ten, 71-68 the final. Andy Olson and Courtney Lane Brewer with you as we're breaking this one down post-game. And Courtney... It wasn't always assured. Illinois had the lead for a lot of the game. Michigan State in that second half able to uh, take the lead for a bit. Some back and forth, but Illinois pulls off the three-point win over Sparty. Yeah, Andy, you say big win. The only thing big about it is the impact because you're looking at a team that just squeaked out of this one, just squeaked out of doing it in regulation. This was a tough-fought game for this team. Yeah, all, all it would have taken was Tyson Walker hitting that three-pointer with five seconds yes. left. And this one's going to OT. Uh, but when I look at the stats, we got the stats pulled up in front of us. The biggest thing that jumps out to me, because a lot of this is very close. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, Illinois, very close in rebounds, very close in field goal percentage, three-point field goals. Right on the, the money in field goal percentage. The thing that jumps out to me, though, is Illinois taking 22 free throws compared to just seven for Michigan State. And that ends up being the biggest difference between them. And making 18 of them. That's to make an 82% performance. You're at home. That certainly helps. But to hold them... To only seven and then to only make five of them is definitely saying something about this team and how loud it can get in there. The biggest thing that stood out for me as as this game developed, the biggest question was uh, Ty Rogers for me mm-hmm. because all season it has been, is he really a point guard? Does he fit into this starting lineup? And Brad Underwood has stuck behind his guy this entire time. This was a big game for him coming in, not just because of the way that Purdue played him. I think that was one of the big things that Brett and I took away was that they, instead of putting point guard on point guard, went Zach Eady center guarding Ty Rogers, and that was one of the big differences in the game. Mm-hmm. Kind of took Ty out of it, was able to put better defenders, faster-moving ones, you know, 7-5, not, not very nimble, eh, I yeah. would say. Um, and that really hurt the Illinois offense. Yeah. And today... Michigan State comes out with the same idea. They put Matty Sissoko on Ty Rogers as a defender. And instead of last game where Ty was kind of taken out of things, he went right after mm-hmm. him. A quick 10 points in this one, which was his career high coming into this. Yes, Ro- he, he surpassed his career high like at, during the second TV timeout. Yeah, 15 total for him sets his new career high. He grew up one hour from Michigan State, was recruited by the Spartans, a lot. Decides to come to Illinois. I know this one meant a lot to him. Yeah, I'm sure there was a little bit of extra fire behind him. Did you get him post game? Did he say anything about that? Yeah, he was saying uh, post game. Uh, someone asked him straight up, like, what does this mean, you know, playing Michigan State? And, you know, he plays it off just like a lot of athletes are, are known to do. Mm-hmm. They want they don't want to make it more than that. But he did admit that there's a lot of excitement that comes with this one because of that history. To me, what was really interesting, too, is when Tom Izzo came into the postgame room and talked about time and said uh, verbatim that he, he's, he does what he's good at and he doesn't do what he's not good at. Mm-hmm. And he says that how I take that is he's saying that Ty plays within himself you know, is not out here shooting three-pointers. I think he has one three-point attempt in his career at this point. Interesting. Uh, he, he knows what he can do, knows what he can't do, 
And that's high praise from Tom Izzo, I think. He says that those guys are rare in college basketball. So Ty having that career night. Yeah, you know, um, I'm sitting here looking at his stats. And, you know, I think it's also important to note that he's coming off illness. too. So to come out and ball out coming off illness, I think, says a lot about him as a person and as a player. He only played 20 minutes. Yeah. And he's up there with 15 points up there with Marcus Damask, who played 38, and Coleman Hawkins, who played 37. So I think Izzo's got it right on the money. He does what he does. And the illness is something that we did not know coming into the game. Brad Underwood told us in the post-game press conference exactly what was going on there. There were days where they couldn't mm-hmm. practice because there were just so many guys fever. Yeah, that were out sick. Yeah, Brad was sick. He, he caught this as well. I don't know how much that impacts the rotation in this one, but Dre Gibbs-Longhorn does not play. Amani Hansberry out of this game he was not technically ruled out against purdue mm-hmm. he did not play however because he was suffering from back spasms mm-hmm. of course i have personal experience with that is not something not you want to just like test not like, ah, i can go out there he Nuh-uh. said he was feeling good but did not Still. play today terrence shannon jr of course out and then nico moretti is getting close yes and we talked about it in the pregame show with Derek piper yeah. as well coach My- said on thursday Nope, today was Thursday. Coach said on Wednesday, Wednesday that he had an appointment with his doctor this week, whether that was yesterday or today, and is getting closer and closer and closer to getting back in the lineup. I really enjoyed watching him on the bench this game. There were a couple of moments where I noticed yeah, he yeah. was just being a really good teammate. And I've got some experience with – I've gotten to tell some stories about athletes who have had these like career-ending injuries and become more of a backseat driver. And – it makes you a better teammate, and if you're lucky enough to be able to get back into the game, you're better for it. And so I think we're going to be really impressed with what we see from him when he's back. I hope so. He was having a really good, I would call it a breakout game against Southern before getting injured in that game, has not played since. Mm-hmm. But Illinois, in the rotation today, just seven players, essentially only six. Dane Danger only plays four and a half minutes, everyone else over 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much sickness has to do with that? I don't know. But what was working today was working for Illinois, and that is the starting lineup plus Justin Harmon in there for a mm-hmm. good amount as well. Strong night from Justin Harmon. He had a couple of big plays in some of those runs where Michigan State was just piling on. Justin Harmon had some really good breakout plays that were able to kind of stop the bleeding a little bit, I noticed. And it's not like Illinois shot the ball particularly well today. 42% overall from the field. But the big thing is the two guys that had kind of been leading Illinois on this recent stretch, Quincy Garrier and Marcus Damask, each one playing over 32 minutes. Each one 4 of 12 from the field, though. Marcus Damask had only two points into about the halfway point of the second half. And I noticed that as well. I think those two still being able to, Marcus had 15, Quincy had 10, still being able to find a way to get into double digits uh, speaks to the way that this team is playing right now at this moment without Terrence Shannon Jr. It's it's winning basketball, as we've yeah. seen. It's winning basketball, and you're seeing it in real time come together because – Obviously, this team is not just Terrence Shannon Jr. This is a successful team. These seven guys who played tonight are all studs. But you're watching it come together in real time as they figure out what works, what doesn't work, and what are we able to accomplish with these guys who we can play and will play. And I think you really saw that tonight in those three 15-point performances. I was expecting a little more from Marcus Damask. I mean, 
when you you're get Big Ten Player, Big Ten of, the player of the Week, AP Player yeah. of the Week, other stuff. I was expecting a little more from him, but maybe the illnesses got to him. Maybe it just wasn't his night. Luckily, we get to see them here again on Sunday. And maybe that'll be his day. I mean, it's basketball. It's basketball. You can go up and down. But I think where he showed the most resolve, even though shots weren't falling for him on the court at the free throw line, he was six of six, mm-hmm. able to just pick up six easy points just like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's one of his money spots. Is I think he came in a career 90% free throw shooter. Uh, does it again. Five assists for him on the day as well. Not a ton of turnovers for either team. It was a pretty clean ball game. Uh, mm-hmm. Coleman Hawkins, though, career high, four blocks mm-hmm. as well. Each side of the ball for him, the way that we've seen Coleman Hawkins grow this season, because I don't think a lot of people, Courtney, you weren't here in the offseason, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if a lot of people expected him to return when him and Shannon entered the NBA draft process. Oh, so okay, so they both, both did the them, test the waters. For thing. both of them to come back, I, I've seen – Coleman grow a lot this year, especially since he was fighting that injury at the beginning of the year. He's finally starting to come into his own, I feel like. The biggest thing on the offensive side is three-point shooting. Tonight, Mm -hmm. he was three of five. Uh, He's been very hot from there in the past couple of games. Said so post-game that he just stopped caring. Mm -hmm. He he decided that he's not going to care whether it goes in or he misses anymore. And he thinks that's been the key for him. Brad Underwood is very happy that he's finally made that realization. But on both sides of the court... Coleman Hawkins right now is kind of the heartbeat mm-hmm. of this team. and He's playing up to it at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's big shoes to fill, and it's where you see if guys – it's almost like coaching. Mm-hmm. For example, when Jim Harbaugh was out and his assistant had to step up, my dad says something a lot on our podcast, which is some guys just are not a number one. Some guys are always going to be assistant coaches. He proved that he could be the number one. And right here, we're seeing that Coleman Hawkins can step up and be him. He can be him. In these tough situations. We will see where Illinois goes from here. They do get to stay at Mm -hmm. home. Sunday game, 1 o'clock against Maryland on Big Ten Network. The Perps have not had an easy go of it Mm -mm. so far in Big Ten play. Uh, big game against Michigan earlier tonight, however, the game that preceded Illinois and Michigan State. Michigan State, uh, they fall to one and four. And this is a low point in, in the Tom Izzo era because they, as Derek Piper pointed out in the pregame show, they have never been one and four in the Big Ten under Tom Izzo. Never, ever. Never, in all those years. Ever. In all those years. So this is... This is newfound territory for the Sparty. But I think what my takeaway from this this game, they got some good shooters on Michigan yeah. State. There were some circus shots that they were making that really surprised mm-hmm. me. But I think the difference is it was also sloppy. Yeah, I saw really good connectivity between them, but that's something that you can get carried away with very easily. And it's something you have to control. And I didn't see a lot of that control from Michigan State. I really enjoy watching Tyson Walker play. Oh, he's, he's good. really fun to watch. He had a great night tonight. How many did he finish with? Tyson Walker points. 17, leading yeah. all scorers. He's really fun to watch. That'll be great to see him the rest of this season. But, yeah, I think more control and finesse is what this Michigan State team needs if they don't want to go down as the one Tom Izzo team that yeah. couldn't make it. We know that Michigan State is probably going to figure it out <laughs> yeah. eventually. One month until these two meet again, this time in East Lansing at the Breslin Center. 
I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for Sunday as well as Illinois takes on Maryland, like we said. Uh, Illinois, the chance to get to four and one in the Big Ten with Purdue already with two losses Mm -hmm. in the Big Ten after they lose to Nebraska yesterday. It's going to be a crazy year. We are not even 25% of the way done with conference play, and yet so many different games we can point out and could not have expected that coming into conference play that that was going to be the results. We are seeing some wild flip-flops in the Big Ten. What do you mean Michigan is 6-10 and and 1-4 and yeah. after this loss to Maryland earlier tonight? It's it's meltdown in Ann Arbor right now. It, truly it feels is. like with that program. Michigan basketball not at a good moment with both Sparty and the Wolverines mm. at one and four at the moment. We'll see what happens from here on out though. It will be the quarter mark after this game against Maryland. We'll be twenty five percent of the way done with Big Ten play. Brad Underwood had a great comments earlier uh in the week about these home games, he compared them to gold bars, gold bars. and said uh, a road team is coming in trying to steal your gold bars. Well, they've got a couple of home wins now in the Big Ten. They're defending home court to the best they can. They'll see if they can do it against an up-and-down Terps side again on Sunday. Courtney, your kind of final thoughts as we put this game with Sparty to bed. Final thoughts, I think. I'm going to go back to what I said. You're seeing this team in real time figure out what to do in crisis, and you can sink or swim in these situations, and Illinois is proving that they have the on- and off-court leadership to step up in a tough spot, and I'm really excited to see what they do the rest of the way. Should be fun. It will take uh, an interesting turn tomorrow or later today, depending on when you're listening to this, on Friday. Terrence Shannon Jr. having his moments in Illinois court, this is unrelated to the rape charges in Kansas tomorrow, Friday. He will be going to federal court in Springfield. This is related to the temporary restraining order that he filed against the University of Illinois Board of Trustees earlier in the week. Essentially, what he and his attorneys are looking for is an immediate flip of the suspension that he had been placed under since the end of December after his arrest warrant was issued in Kansas. If someone tells you they know how this is going to go, they're lying. (laughs) No, It it is impossible to tell how this will play out at this point. Anywhere from Tarrant Shannon Jr. joining the team for Sunday to him not playing again in orange and blue. Someone in our pregame meal said that this is going to be quite the 30 for 30 in a couple of years it It has been absolute chaos to watch it all play out and to watch it all play out during the season we had a great report from our capital bureau chief cole hankey earlier in the week when it had come out that shannon was suing the university Mm -hmm. of illinois and he talked to a legal professor who had said they had never seen anything like this before wow so Unprecedented territory. No one knows what's going to happen, but keep your eyes peeled because we at WCI are going to be all over it on Friday, no matter what it will be. And then next Thursday, the 18th, he has his first appearance in Lawrence, Kansas. I'm interested to see, not that this is exactly important to what you and I do, I'm interested to see if he will be in class next week, on campus next week, if he's virtual. I'm. It's minuscule and it's far auxiliary to all this stuff and i'm interested to see how that will play out all these kids are students too exactly it it is a factor in all of it we will see what happens 
Shannon could be with the team on Sunday. Who knows? It is all up in the air right mm-hmm. now, and we will keep you as up-to-date as possible, WCIA.com, YourAlanaNation.com, uh, as well as on our Twitter, Facebook, YouTube channels as well. So check us out there. For Courtney, I'm Andy. Thanks for debriefing the game with us here on the 3-in-1 podcast, and we will talk to you again after the next one on Sunday. Oh, yeah.